couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics lose to the Indiana Pacers 122-112. The in-season tournament has come to a close for the Celtics team. Uh, this was an exciting game, start to finish. Uh, the only quarter that you wanted to rip your head off uh, was that third quarter where the Celtics were outscored 37-23. to However, we're going to dive into all of it. I uh, want to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs and some of the lows. But to get things started here, I uh, want to give player of the game to Sam Hauser. Uh, he played 23 minutes in this one. This is a game, again, no Kristaps Porzingis uh, again. So relying a little bit more on the bench unit. Got 23 minutes from Hauser in this one. 15 points, six rebounds, and assist two offensive rebounds. Uh, it was lights out. Five of seven from three. Uh, single-handedly kept the Celtics in this game at various points throughout. Uh, but really, like, solid overall game. This is a game Celtics lost by 10. Uh, he was the only player on the Celtics with a positive plus-minus, and he was a plus-nine. So the minutes that he was out there, he was playing exceptionally well. Uh, so really solid game overall. Defensively, I thought he was fine too. Like I thought he held up his end of the bargain. Uh, I believe, I don't know if they just like didn't credit him for a block or maybe Al Horford swooped in and blocked it after. Uh, Sam Hauser, a couple of really good defensive plays as well. Right, Sam Hauser isn't the guy that you want to be player of the game. It's not a guy that should be carrying your team. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that he did carry the team because you got 32 from Tatum and 30 from JB. However, at points in this game, Sam Hauser came up with just clutch bucket after clutch bucket. So give the guys some credit. Really solid overall performance in this one. Uh, if you look around, you know, one of the things that I liked about this game, uh, and again, it's it's tough, right, in a loss, in a 10-point loss. This was a very close game. The Celtics imploded in the third quarter and at the end of the fourth. So we'll talk about that. But uh, there are things that the Celtics did really well in this game. Through the first two quarters, at least, uh, we held the Pacers to just 48 points in that first half. This is a Pacers team that leads the league in almost every offensive category. Just an unbelievable offensive team. And the Celtics did a really good job of putting Drew Holiday, putting Derek White up on Tyrese Halliburton, forcing him to slow the game down, forcing the Indiana Pacers to slow the pace. And it worked defensively. You didn't see the Indiana Pacers get out as much in transition. I thought the Celtics held them at bay. Uh, and they played really well defensively through the majority of that first half. A lot of that stemmed from Drew Holiday and Derek White. So, you know, it's, it's tough losing a game like this, uh, especially when the Celtics beat the Pacers by 50 points earlier this year. One of the craziest games I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's really tough to watch them in the in-season tournament play like this. Uh, you don't like to see it. We did get some decent performances. Jalen Brown in this one, it's second game in a row that he does not have an assist. I know people are going to overreact to that. Uh, the Celtics shot 29% from three. 
12 of 41 from three. Jalen Brown had three or four excellent drives that he kicked out to a wide open, and I mean wide open, Derek White, Andrew Holiday uh, for threes, and they bricked him. You know, Derek White in this one, two of nine from three. Drew Holiday, one of five from three. Jalen Brown had some great passes. The funny thing about assists that a lot of people just seem to ignore, people need to hit the shots in order for them to count as assists. Jalen Brown passed the ball well. He got to his spots, he passed the ball. Guys just were not hitting. And that's the tough part about going 29% from three. But Jalen Brown in this one was hot, 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 hot. He had an unbelievable first quarter where he kind of carried the offense. Had 10 points of the Celtics 24 in the first quarter on five of seven from the field. Just super, super efficient. Getting into the lane, honestly, almost all of his points. I believe it was five layups. Actually, scratch that. One mid-range. But layup, 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 layup. Jalen Brown wanted to get to the rim. The Pacers could not stop him. Uh, the only thing that kind of flawed this game for Jalen Brown is the fact that he got in foul trouble. He had three fouls early. After an unbelievable first quarter, he was only able to play 11 minutes in the first half, which really screwed the Celtics uh, offensively at times. So there were points in this game where the Celtics, even in the, th- the second quarter where the Celtics outscored the Pacers 31-26, there were points in that second quarter where the Celtics were just stagnant. Very early on, that was kind of the case. Pacers went on a pretty good run in that second quarter, and part of it was just because the Celtics just could not score. Jason Tatum was struggling from an efficiency standpoint, uh, and it just wasn't it wasn't good at times. I said they needed to get Jalen Brown, Sam Hauser, and Derek White back in the game, and they didn't. Eventually, they got JB back in the game, but he got his third foul, and he took on the assignment of covering Halliburton for a lot of this game. So, you know, naturally, you're going to put yourself in a little bit more foul trouble. He ended up fouling out of this game, had six, uh, but Jalen Brown, in the minutes that he played, 31 minutes, he played fantastic basketball on both sides of the ball. Defensively, obviously, he had the six fouls. Defensively, uh, he had another steal, another two blocks in this game. Good overall game. One bad turnover. Had three on the game, but one bad turnover that led to an Indiana Pacers transition bucket. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Again, it's a it's a solid game overall. There were some flaws, just like Jason Tatum. They're solid overall game. You look at the numbers, 32 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Solid overall game. Had some flaws. The three-point shooting wasn't there. Shot selection at times. Not very good. Four of seven from the free throw line as well. Missed some big free throws. So Jason Tatum, again, great for the majority of the game. Excellent rebounding game. Moved the ball. Got to the rim. Flawed game, right? It's just, it's tough. You don't have a lot of unbelievable performances in this one. I think Luke Cornett, yeah, frankly, was one of the best guys on the floor today. And I hate saying that. But six points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, four blocks defensively significantly better, right? Three of five from the field. Luke Cornett played pretty well in the pick and roll. One play, one of my favorites of this game, pick and roll, horrible pass from Jason Tatum. But Luke Cornett somehow reels it in, gets to the rim, gets the bucket. So Luke Cornett in this one played solid throughout. Delano Banton, 11 minutes in this one. Solid overall effort. Again, 
Only took one shot. He's not a guy that's going to go out and light up the stat sheet. Uh, had four rebounds, though. Like, rebounded the ball well. Again, not a great game, but played pretty well. Drew Holiday, Derek White, both of them, I think, played better than the stat sheet would suggest. Derek White, from a stat sheet perspective, solid, right? Second best from a plus-minus perspective. Well, actually, I guess third behind Banton. Uh, but minus four on plus-minus, 18 points. Four rebounds, eight assists, a steal, a block, but five turnovers, right? So, again, every person has their flaw in this game. The only one, Sam Mauser, pretty much, and that's why I gave him player of the game. People played well, uh, but the Pacers really just know how to take advantage of turnovers, and the Celtics did a lot of that today. Uh, so going to dive into some of the negatives here. There's not really a, a lot to take from a positive perspective uh, but I want to dive into some of the negatives without staying there for too long. Before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for words from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell in the near future, meet Deb Burke, your trusted realtor at Compass Real Estate, serving Massachusetts and New Hampshire. With a passion for finding dream homes, Deb is committed to making your real estate journey a breeze. Whether you're buying or selling, Deb's got your back. Reach out today at 978-930-4621 or email deb.burke at compass.com to start your next chapter. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Are you tired of insurance options that leave you feeling lost in the dark? Look no further than Joe Lyman of Brightway Insurance. Joe goes above and beyond to find the perfect coverage for you. So whether it's homeowners, renters, car, commercial, or even pet insurance, Joe will make sure you're protected where and when it matters most. Contact Joe at joe.lyman at brightwayinsurance.com today and let him brighten your path to peace of mind. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing, make sure to check out Joe Lyman at Brightway Insurance. Brightway Insurance, your beacon in the world of insurance. Hey, Boston Celtics fans, are you ready to experience the thrill of an epic game at the TD Garden? Look no further than SeatGeek, your go-to source for the best Celtics tickets in town. With SeatGeek, finding the perfect seats to catch all the Celtics action has never been easier. From courtside to the nosebleeds, they've got it all, and they've got it at the best prices. Plus, they even rate every deal on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you find the best value. But here's the deal. When you use the special promo code VSN, you'll get an exclusive discount. So why pay more when you can use VSN and save on your Boston Celtics tickets? All right, so I want to dive through some of the negatives here, and it's kind of hard not to start with turnovers because I think that's just the thing that absolutely plagued the Celtics throughout the majority of this game. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, and, and I'll give more credit to Halliburton here, they do a really, really good job of taking care of the ball. It's one of the reasons their offensive numbers are through the roof this year. Halliburton, you know, they were chanting MVP in this game, and he's legitimately having an MVP-type season. Really solid overall. He's a guy that's going to go out, get you a bunch of assists, a bunch of points, and not turn the ball over. Uh, the Celtics had 18 turnovers in this game. The Pacers had six. We gave up 17 points off of those turnovers. The part that I am shocked about is the Pacers only had 14 fast break points. Because it seemed like they pushed the pace so many times. So many times. They probably could have scored 150 points in this game. The Celtics defensively, 
I think, tried to slow the pace at times. But this Pacers team is just fun to watch. They run the ball. They have a bunch of guys on that team that can shoot. They have a bunch of guys on that team that will dive for every loose ball. You know, defensively, it's not an unbelievable team. Uh, but the Celtics didn't really do themselves any favors. On top of the horrible turnover number, all right, and I already talked about Derek White leading the way with five, the Celtics could not hit a three to save their life. Celtics shot 12 of 41. Pacers, 19 of 40. So they took one less three than we did and hit seven more. They shot 47.5%. We shot 29.3%. It's not good. It's terrible, frankly, right? That's an issue. When you're playing this type of game, when you're letting the Indiana Pacers go out and do whatever they want, you're going to lose that game, right? One of the things that I will give Al Horford a lot of credit for this season, I think he's done a really good job of helping on coverage, on rotations. He finds the open guy. He sometimes helps with the double. Against a lot of teams, that's great. But against this Indiana team where every person on their team can shoot from deep, he got burned a lot in this game. You know, and I've sat here and I've given Al Horford a ton of credit recently because this stretch that he's been on these last couple of weeks with Porzingis out has been incredible. He's played excellent basketball. Tonight really wasn't that game. You know, he had some big moments in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to argue that. However, defensively, there were points in today's game that were just tough to watch. Really tough. And a lot of it stemmed from him overhelping and leaving guys wide open. Like, you look throughout this box score for this Pacers team. Everybody shot well. They played nine guys in this one. Only two of them, TJ McConnell and Nimbard did not take a three, and it's because both of them played less than 10 minutes. One through five, they've got every single person on that team taking threes, majority of them over 50%, right? So it is just, well, I guess not over 50%, but over 40%. Halliburton was 5'11", so just under that mark. But you've got a lot of guys that are going out shooting the ball really well, and then you've got Matherin off the bench, with 16 points on four of seven from three. Again, a lot of these open looks because guys are overhelping. It is a, it's a tough loss for this Celtics team. The in-season tournament comes to an end, but a lot of this was self-inflicted. You know, I, I hate the cliche of it's a make-miss league, but sometimes that's kind of the case. You know? And when one team shoots 47, 48% from three, the other shoots 29 you're probably going to lose that game more often than not. While that's obviously a huge thing, you know, turnovers is another. So I can't say it's solely a make-miss league because the Celtics certainly shot themselves in the foot otherwise. But overall, you just need a bigger effort. You need guys like Jalen Brown not to foul out. You need guys like Jason Tatum have a little bit more consistency in some of his early minutes. He ended the game strong in this one. Uh, but, it, like, you really just you need more. You need more. So... He had three points at the end of the first. Like, there are things in this game that the Celtics clearly can improve on. And I'm not going to sit here and overreact like, and say that the Indiana Pacers have the Celtics number. Clearly not the case. There are people on Twitter already saying that and that the Celtics can't keep up with this pace. The Celtics played this Pacers team, and sure, they did not have Halliburton, but we beat them by 50, right? Halliburton isn't making up for 50 points. 
right? It's not a 60-point swing because he's playing, right? It's not the case. This is a bad game. Celtics turned the ball over a ton. Don't like to see it. Couldn't shoot. Couldn't hit a shot. Save their lives. Not good. Don't want to see it, right? So at the end of the day, Celtics sit here at 15-5. and They're officially eliminated from the in-season tournament. The Celtics players still walking away with 50 grand each. Don't know if Joe Mazzulla gets any of that, but the Celtics players at least are walking away with 50 grand in their pockets. Love to see that. Up to this point, again, with the 15 and 5 record, they're still the number one team in the Eastern Conference. They're the only team with five losses. The Magic and Bucks both have six, right? The Timberwolves officially took over the number one spot in the NBA at 15 and 4. Uh, but I don't really care about the Western Conference. <laughs> you know, you don't need to worry about that whatsoever until playoffs come. Uh, and frankly, you don't really even need to worry about that then either. So at this point, chalk it up as a loss. You move on to the next game. Less than ideal, you move on. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page. Boston Celtics till I die and make sure to rate and review the podcast five-star written review everything helps pushes it out to more people have a great night Celtics fans we'll talk soon yeah you couldn't help it I know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the Celtics who are we the Celtics who are we the Celtics